Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back together again today. What a blessing it is for us to be able to gather together each day to open up God's Word and study a little bit more. We're thankful to have this opportunity to be with you and to do exactly that, to help you learn more from God's Word. We try to present the atmosphere as kind of like we're all sitting around the kitchen table with our Bibles open and discussing the Word back and forth. We try to present it in a kind of a friendly way and not be too preachy as we're coming along. And yet at the same time, we dig deep into the scriptures. We really look beyond just the surface level stuff. And we try to get into details and depth and yet explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily living. We hope it's helping you come closer to God by building up your faith as you learn more of his word. And that's exactly the biblical formula for building faith by studying God's word, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. And as you get closer to God, we pray that you're going to ultimately make that decision to be totally committed to him, commit to him your whole life as you come to him through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins and confessing that faith openly, surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross is still 100% effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. Romans, uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 and Acts chapter 2 and 22 and verse 16 and to help you begin that new life. As you come up out of that watery grave of baptism, you're a new person. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. You're in Christ. You're focused in a different direction. You are, as Jesus told Nicodemus has to happen, you have been reborn. You are beginning again. How great is that to get a second chance on life? But not just physical life, but a second chance so that you can have eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. And that's forever and ever. What a blessing it is to have the gospel of Jesus Christ. What a blessing to have Jesus as our Savior. We hope that you will have a pencil or a pen ready, and at the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us, and you can receive a free Bible study that can help you get right with God. No matter what your past has been, it will help you be what God wants you to be in this life. And again, that study is always free. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD, and again, it's free. And in both cases, we'll take care of the postage. So have that pen or pencil, a piece of paper ready. We'll tell you that information at the end of the program today. Great to be here today again with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me to be on the program today, to be here with you, and to have our listeners join us. And as always, we're certainly thankful that you have chosen to do that. And we do hope that through the efforts we put forth in this study today, all of us will become better acquainted with the scriptures and with God's will for our lives. I appreciate your reference earlier there, Gary, to heaven. And it reminded me of something that the Apostle Paul said in his second letter to Timothy, chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Just a remarkable passage. He began in verse 7 talking about the fact that he had fought the good fight, he finished the race, and he kept the faith. In other words, he had lived obediently to God's will after that time that he had become a Christian. 
But then he goes on in verse 8 to say this. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So Paul is talking about the fact that he was looking forward to that heavenly reward, what he called in this eighth verse the crown of righteousness. But what really strikes me and what should be really interesting to anyone today who's living as a Christian or who may be considering becoming a Christian is that last phrase. He said, not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And that tells us the crown of righteousness that Paul spoke about, it wasn't reserved just for him. It's for anyone living faithfully and obediently as a Christian who is looking forward to the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're one of those individuals, you, like Paul, can look forward to that crown of righteousness. What a wonderful blessing. What a magnificent promise he gives us there in 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. And I hope that all of us who are listening to the program today are moving in that direction if we're not already there. If we haven't committed ourselves to Christ, have obeyed him by being baptized for the forgiveness of our sins, and then have embarked upon living a life of faithful obedience to him. We hope we can help you on that journey. Amen. And, you know, that really ought to be the goal of every one of us. Oh, yes. We have goals in life a lot of times. Although, you know, Dennis, I was rather struck by uh, somebody many years ago posing the idea that most of us really don't have any hard and fast goals mm -hmm. in life. Yes. Most people just kind of go through life from week to week, you know, day mm -hmm. to day, month to month, year to year, mm -hmm. and they just kind of keep going along. Right. But as far as setting real goals, they don't, they don't have much. You know, it's interesting you say that, Gary. I came across a statistic at work recently. Whether it's right or wrong, it indicated that only about 3% of adults in this country have clearly written goals. That is amazing. It is. And because of that, how many people get to a point in life where they say, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they look forward to retirement, but then they get to retirement. That, uh, how can I do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you still have to buy food. You know? yeah, that helps, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting how people, they'll just kind of go along. They'll have dreams. Mm -hmm. They'll have desires, but not goals. Yes. Well, hopefully we can help people change that in their spiritual lives mm -hmm. so that they have a real hard and fast goal of getting to heaven yes. that supersedes anything else in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that should be the foremost thought in the mind of a man or a woman living as a Christian, the fact that they want to be part of that heavenly kingdom. Yes, and that's something we need to live and work toward right. all of our lives. Indeed. Dennis, we're going to continue in this lesson that we began last time, and it really goes along with what we've just been talking about, mm -hmm. because we're asking the question, what hinders you from serving God? Right. People 
they want to be in a right relationship with God, mm -hmm. but so many times, and I think we're talking about a huge, huge percentage of the time, maybe way past 50% uh, of people, something's hindering them mm -hmm. from living their lives for God. Yeah, I think you're right, Gary, and certainly there could be a number of different factors involved in that, and that's the idea of this particular lesson. We want to look at some of those things that may be hindering people from serving God. Yes, and if you're not walking with God, then you cannot be serving God. Not at all. And you have to walk with God his way. We've talked about that many times. You, yes. you can't just do it some old way that feels good to you. Mm -hmm. You've got to follow his teachings. Yeah, God has established a definite pattern. Yes, and not only does he want us to believe in him, but he wants us to serve him. Indeed, he does. And so a lot of people, they're out there, and they've got all kinds of different situations that they have let take the place of their commitment to God. Yes. And that's, as you said, that's what we're kind of, that principle is what we're talking about in mm -hmm. this particular study. Yes. Now, let's, let's look at the first one. It ought to be the most obvious hindrance to people serving God, and that is sin. Mm-hmm. In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, and this ought to be a, a stark text of Scripture for every one of us because I'm afraid a whole lot of people don't face this reality. What does it say there? Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Your iniquities, and that's another word for sin. Mm -hmm. If you look in the original language, you can see some technical definition differences between sin and iniquity, but we're talking about basically two different words that are talking about the same thing. Right. And so the prophet there, and of course he's writing God's word, inspired to do so, guided to do so, mm -hmm. he says your iniquities have separated you from God. Yes. And then he goes on and says, because of your sins, he will not hear you. That's right. Now, a whole lot of people, and let me tell you, all you have to do to get people stirred up is start teaching that, you know, the scriptures say that God will not listen to your prayers if you're living in sin. Mm -hmm. At least that's a strong possibility and, and suggestion from the scriptures that he may not listen to your, sin, or your prayers if you're living in sin. Yeah, that's really shocking when people hear something like that. Yeah, they think they can just live any old way they want, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, when a need strikes them, mm -hmm. maybe they're in some kind of crisis situation in their life, mm -hmm. they think they can just turn to God and start praying, and, and he ought to be listening, and he ought to be answering their prayers. Yeah, that's right. And that's, again, as you indicated, Scripture doesn't necessarily lead us to that conclusion. No. And right there in Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, there's, there's a very definite statement there. Your iniquities, your sins have separated you from God. Mm -hmm. Sin and God do not go together. That's correct. A lifestyle of sinfulness and a lifestyle of godliness, they're not the same lifestyle. Not at all. And they're not harmonious at all. Oh, no. A lot of people think they can live in sin and that we can talk about all kinds of different kinds of lifestyles that are marked by sinfulness 
but they think they can do that and at the same time believe, at least in their minds, and I think a lot of them are just kind of kidding themselves, but they, they believe in their minds, I'm okay with God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the case. Yeah, that's right. Not the case. Mm-hmm. In Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8, what do we read? For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That text of scripture, Dennis, really ought to open everybody's eyes to the contradiction that they think they can that that many think they can live in sinfulness and still be walking with God at the same time Mm -hmm, that's right you think about what Paul writes there those who live according to the flesh now they've got a mindset when we look at Colossians chapter 3 and we've referred to that many times in the program there the apostle Paul says that we need to set our minds on things above. Yes, that's correct. And not on things of the world. You mm-hmm. want to read verses 1 and 2 there? Sure. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So it's a mindset In other words, we have to make up our minds to walk with God, to live by his teachings. Mm -hmm. So coming back to Romans chapter 8, Paul is talking about the two mindsets here, and he says they're contradictory to one another. Yes, he does. Again, in verse 5, he says, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. So it's not an accident that they're living in sinful lives mm-hmm. or lives that are focused on worldliness. Mm-hmm. That's what they've set their minds to do. Mm-hmm. Right. That's their lifestyle. That's their basic pattern of thinking. Mm-hmm. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Yes. So for someone to live a godly life, they've got to make up their minds, that's the life I'm going to live. Yeah, it's got to be their priority. It is. It's... And that basic principle of making up your mind applies to so many areas of life. It does indeed. You know, an alcoholic, and unfortunately I have quite a bit of experience dealing with, with alcoholics and alcoholism and addiction and those kinds of, of uh, lifestyles. An alcoholic or a drug addict, either one, they have to come to a point where they make up their mind I don't want to live like this any longer. Mm-hmm. Because if they flounder around, they're going to keep drinking, they're going to keep taking the drugs. Mm-hmm. They have to come to the point where they make up their minds. Yes. I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm going to get whatever help I need mm-hmm. to stop this lifestyle. Yes, that's right. It's got to be a shift in mm-hmm. mindset. Right. And so Paul He's saying in verse 6, to be carnally minded. Now, what does that mean, carnally minded? 
Well, I believe it refers back to one who has their mind set on the things of the flesh. Yes. Someone yes. who's worldly. Yes, exactly right. So to be carnally minded is death. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that goes back to the rest of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Mm -hmm. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Now what does that word enmity mean? Uh, it's talking about someone who would be considered an enemy of God, someone yes. who is living against him or contrary to his teachings. It's, it's, a, it's a relationship in strife, isn't it? It is indeed. There, you know, to live that lifestyle of carnal-mindedness or worldly-mindedness or sinfulness, that's to put one in a, in a relationship with God that is, that is uh, denoted by strife. You're not walking in harmony with God. You're in mm -hmm. strife with God. Right. But again, to be, uh, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor, nor indeed can be, because you have not submitted your life, your mindset, to live by his teachings. Mm -hmm. And so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm -hmm. Now, that, that last verse, Dennis, mm -hmm. talk about summarizing it yeah. and making a statement that is clear and easy to understand and that everybody needs to read mm -hmm. and remind themselves on a regular basis, if you're walking in a sinful lifestyle, a worldly mm -hmm. lifestyle, Stop kidding yourself that somehow you're still walking with God. Yes. You cannot live that lifestyle and still please God. No, you can't. And, uh, you know, I think about something that Jesus said regarding this particular situation as well, Gary. And it's in Matthew 12, verse 30. And he indicated that a person is either with him or is against him. He said, he who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. So if we're not walking with Jesus, the indication I get there is we're actually doing damage to God and the things of God and the kingdom of God. It's an either-or proposition. It is. It can't be both and. No, it doesn't. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And we have to make up our minds. Which one are we going to live? Sure. If we go back to Romans chapter 6, we've already talked about verse 23, but look again at verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Again, we have to make up our mind. We've got to make a commitment. I'm going to walk with God, and that automatically means I'm going to walk away from sin. Mm-hmm. This is a great chapter, Romans chapter 6. Yes, it is. Yeah, when you go back to the very beginning, uh, Paul says, he begins by asking, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Mm -hmm. And then he says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Mm -hmm. well, he's talking about Christians there. Yes. But see, that's, that's the point. When you make up your mind to become a Christian, and you take that step and you're baptized into Christ, then you die to sin. Right. You're not going to live that life of sinfulness any mm -hmm. longer. Mm -hmm. John writes in 1 John chapter, five, uh, chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, 
again, he tries to paint that scenario that to continue to live the worldly lifestyle is going to be a life that is going to result in destruction. Mm -hmm. There we read, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. If our life is primarily centered in this world, that doesn't mean, I mean, I realize we live physically in this world, but I mean our main life, our thinking, our, our direction, our focus is in this world and of this world, then we're going down a, a, a path of, that is going to result in destruction, That's a right. path with, with no positive ultimate outcome mm -hmm. because this world is passing away. Right. The things of this world are not going to last. They won't. But if we want eternal life, then we're going to have to focus on God and godliness mm -hmm. and heaven. That's exactly the case. Let's look at one more passage here, and that's in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Lawlessness. The law that's being talked about there is God's law. Indeed it is. And so if we're going to be living in sin, if we're going to be a, living a lifestyle that is sinful in nature, now that's not saying we make a mistake and commit a sin here and there mm -hmm. and then repent of it, but we're living a lifestyle that is basically caught up in sinfulness, mm -hmm. then we're committing lawlessness. We're breaking God's law. Yes, that's right. And we know the principle and the concept of what that ultimately entails and what the consequences of it are. Mm -hmm. And as Paul, as you noted in, our, in your, your introduction earlier, when Paul says, I've, I've finished the race, mm -hmm. I've fought the good fight, mm -hmm. you know, he's saying I've kept the faith. Yes. Henceforth, as a result of this, the crown of life is waiting for me. That's right. Now, if he had not run that race to its completion, mm -hmm. if he had not kept the faith, mm -hmm. if he had not fought the fight to victory, yeah. he could not have written those words. No, he sure couldn't. And again, that's, that's the hope that we have for all of our listeners. We want each one of you to come to the point that you embrace the Christian life and have heaven as your goal and don't deviate from that priority. Yes and live the life of faithfulness, mm. godliness, so that you can look forward to the end of this life with anticipation yes. of your life to come. That's right. Uh, amen. We're going to continue this particular study, but obviously sin is one of the hindrances, one of the big ones that keep people from serving God. Is that the case in your life? In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us, then do that and ask for that free Bible study. It can change your life. 
It will teach you from God's word how to overcome sin and how to be able to look forward to eternal life with him in heaven. The study is free. We'll even take care of the postage. We hope to hear from you right away.